Between the Times, a podcast of Christchurch Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. This is episode 101, and I'm here today with our pastors, Assistant Pastor Michael Bauer, and our lead pastor, uh, John Payne. And today what we want to talk about is a very well-known organization within the PCA, but I know there are some who may be new to our church and new to the PCA in general. And this is the network of pastors have formed a network called the Gospel Reformation Network. And what we want to talk about today is to give an overview of what this network is for, what is its purpose, and we're going to talk about an exciting event that's coming up in the very near future. So I'll pass this over to John uh, because John is very involved in this. And so I'll first start with John. What is the basic goal and purpose of the Gospel Reformation Network? Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Uh, it is uh, a, a network of, of PCA ministers um, that was formed back in uh, 2012. Uh, we had a, uh, a conference was gathered together in Atlanta in order to talk about uh, the doctrine of sanctification. There was a lot of concern uh, within some of the ministers that had gathered. In fact, about 200, if I remember correctly, ministers and elders gathered uh, to discuss what a few of us who kind of got this conference together thought would be a, an important subject to um, talk about, and that is the doctrine of of sanctification. Uh, there were some things being taught by some pretty influential ministers in the PCA uh, that were of concern and we, we saw it kind of taking hold, a uh, kind of antinomian approach where uh, just the idea that you know once you're a Christian uh, you don't really need to live very circumspectly and, and, and there was kind of a, a, a wrong use of the use of the law in the mm. Christian life. So we would understand that there is what is called the third use of the law, and that is that the law is a guide for the Christian life. The law cannot save you. The law itself cannot sanctify you. Right? But the law in the hands of the Spirit is a guide and a rule for the Christian life. And so the grounds of our salvation is the person and work of Jesus Christ received by grace through faith. But the fruit of our salvation is our doing good works. Now, what do we do? Well, we do what the Bible says, and that is the third use of the law. It teaches us how to live. And so we wanted to give those proper distinctives and to teach from Scripture and from our confessions what uh, they taught about this all-important doctrine of sanctification. And, and so for, for years, we were uh, having you know, luncheons at General Assembly. We were putting on some seminars, even had a couple of conferences, and it was all surrounding the doctrine of sanctification. But a few years ago... Um, as the, the executive coordinator of the GRN, uh, I really had a burden to, uh, for, for the GRN to embrace more than just this one emphasis. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, expanded the organization uh, to focus on uh, numerous uh, uh, doctrines uh, that we felt like would just be important for our ministers, our elders, our up-and-coming ministers, aspiring ministers to uh, to say, hey, here's a here's a helpful kind of, you know, we we've we've talked about nine marks ministry, Mark mm -hmm. Dever's excellent ministry mm -hmm. to the Baptist world. This is a kind of nine marks to the Reformed and Presbyterian world, specifically the PCA, because we are a PCA specific network. We speak into our denomination for the health part of the denomination, and the the main purpose kind of tagline of the GRN 
is that we exist to cultivate healthy, reformed churches in the Presbyterian Church in America, whether, whether that's planting healthy, reformed and confessional churches um, and, and, and consistently reformed and mm. confessional churches or already established reformed and confessional churches. These are what we, what we want to help cultivate uh, spiritual and biblical health uh, within and um, and so yeah that's that's why uh, we exist and uh, we don't see ourselves as the saviors of the PCA mm. uh, we 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 have humble aspirations to really just encourage uh, our men to hold fast to their vows that they made to to defend and teach the confession of faith and uh, and to be faithful to um, biblical Christianity and what they've been called to I know a number of the articles that are on the Gospel Reformation Network website are often centered around some of the, you can say, internal disputes that are going on within the PCA, not merely in terms, as you mentioned, sanctification, but mm. also uh, probably more basic things concerning the mission and outreach of the church. So could you give a little more detail of how the GRN is speaking into dealing with or at least getting becoming part of that discussion regarding the mission and future of what the PCA is. Yeah, so uh, you know one of the, the the slogans of the PCA, which incidentally is not an official slogan, but it's what we we often hear and re related to the the Presbyterian Church in America, and that is that we are um, uh, faithful to the scriptures, true to the Reformed faith, and obedient to the Great Commission, right? I think that's yeah. right. I think I got it right. <laughs> Sometimes I don't we'll trust that <laughs> properly. Um, but that's really what we're calling the PCA too. And so if you will look at the various resources we have on our website, you look at our distinctives, which I, I want us to, to talk about for just a minute. Uh, you'll see it's kind of an outworking of that, uh, faithful to the scriptures, true to the Reformed faith, and obedient to the Great Commission. And so when, when we hear or see or read diversions from that, mm -hmm. where there are those who are teaching things that seem to be out of accord with the, the Westminster Confession. We know there's robust debate on some of these things as well, mm -hmm. and uh, we want there to be, we want to start conversations, we want to talk about these things, um, but, but we also, of course, have um, uh, our, our understanding, which is more of a historic understanding of, of the Westminster Confession and how it ought to be mm -hmm. applied. Uh, we believe in uh, the mission of the church as set forth in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Um, we have seen, as you asked about the mission of the church, Gabe, the mission of the church has, has become so broad hmm. in the evangelical world, and this has creeped into the Reformed church, that the mission of the church is everything. Hmm. Whereas what we receive from Christ before he ascended to heaven is that the mission of the church is very narrow. It's a narrow mission. We have a narrow calling as a church. And what is that? Well, Jesus tells us, go into all the world and to make disciples. 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 Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I commanded you, even until the end, of, and I'll be with you even to the end of, end of the age. And so we have this emphasis on um, the proclamation of the gospel, the teaching of all that Christ commanded, which basically is Genesis to Revelation. That's the word of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And we had the means of grace, the Lord's mm -hmm. Supper. The, what, what, were the, what was the early church devoted to? Acts 2.42, the apostles' teaching, 
the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers, right? And then what do we see the apostles doing in the book of Acts? Whenever I get into discussions with some of my progressive friends about the mission of the church and all these different things they want to be involved in with transforming culture and all of these things that they're, uh, that they're seeking to do, my question is always, what do we see the apostles doing? What are they doing in the book of Acts? Well, the answer is they're preaching the word of God, they're planting churches, and they're coming back behind and strengthening those churches. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we see Paul emphasizing in his letters, his pastoral epistles. So we really want to get back to basic Christianity, to historic, reformed, and confessional Christianity. That's what the GRN is all about. Okay. One of the other distinctives that I notice when I go through the website and go through the articles is the emphasis on expository preaching. And this is a matter that I know within the broader evangelical world, this is still uh, very controversial in the sense that it's not done very often. It is things tend to be more or less topical or driven by whatever social trends happen to be occurring at the time. You think? <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things I notice is in terms of your articles you've written, John, and also others, is the emphasis on the fact that the word of God and the exposition of the word still must remain at the center. And so, uh, again, just kind of as a reference here, could you speak a little more to how those broader evangelical issues regarding what ought to be preached and how preaching is done. How has that seeped into modern PCA discussions? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there will be a lot of churches in the PCA that will have expository preaching, and I'm encouraged about that. Um, of course, we are seeing in our day, particularly in the last you know 18 months or so, a, a real... Uh, emphasis on social issues so there's a lot of thematic kind of preaching which isn't always bad of Mm -hmm. course Um, but I do believe that what we see historically in reformed churches and just in Christian churches in general Mm -hmm. is an emphasis on uh, exegetical preaching on expository preaching which people say well what is that well it's the verse by verse exposition of the word which part of God's word is not important (laughs) <laughs> it's all important and all scripture is god breathed right yes, and so that's, that's right. why traditionally christians christian churches have preached verse by verse through entire books of the bible because you would never open up for instance moby dick mm. or jane austen's uh, novels and just open up right to the middle and start <laughs> reading You'll always start at the beginning and you'll go to the end. Now, that doesn't mean that at times we can't go to various portions of Scripture and choose some things, give some context, and preach a text. Of course we can do that. But the general diet of our preaching ought to clearly communicate what it is we believe about the Bible, that all of it's important, all of it is inspired, and that God's people need all of it. And we don't want to, as pastors, cherry-pick certain texts because they're easier or they're more palatable for our audience in today's culture. So for instance, I would say, you know, I'm preaching through Romans right now. We're going to get to the Romans 1 on the issues of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. Yes. You know, those are challenging, especially in our culture where the sexual revolution, but what do God's people need to hear more than anything else right now? That mm-hmm. very uh, text. And so yeah. it, it helps pastors to stay on, on message in their, in their mission um, of making disciples. Well, this gets into, I guess, more controversial matters. As you mentioned earlier, 
The GON uh, first was founded with emphasis on sanctification issues regarding some uh, deviations and erroneous teaching on the matter. But if you consider what's going on now, we have deviations in all sorts of different areas. And as you alluded to, many of these connect to social issues. And so we think about uh, controversies concerning human sexuality and controversies concerning social justice. And so how is the GRN addressing those types of topics now? Yes. So uh, we did a couple of years ago have mm -hmm. a, a, a pretty um, uh, notable conference um, called A Time to Stand. And that dealt primarily with what we call or understand to be revoice theology, revoice doctrine, which revoice is an organization that was established um, for, for various reasons, but uh, it, it was established to uh, teach the church something about those who were calling themselves gay Christians. Mm -hmm. And revoice not embracing side A gay Christianity, which essentially means full-fledged practicing homosexuals, they were teaching what is called side B gay Christianity, where they understand themselves to be gay and gay for life, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're already seeing some problems with their doctrine of sanctification mm -hmm. and, and their doctrine of sin. Um, but they would say, we must be celibate. So it's gay, celibate Christianity that they endorse. Now, on one hand, you say, boy, praise the Lord. They're not, they're not giving in to their desires and this and that. But the problem with it is it's manifold, but it's a defective view of sanctification. Right. They see themselves as gay for life. This is who I am. In fact, many of them will embrace gay subculture mm. and a kind of gay identity, which is hugely problematic when you see what the Bible says about departing from a life of sin and not being associated with it, not even speaking of it, mm. right? Um, in, in ways that would be lighthearted or, and that's the kind of thing we're seeing in this revoice movement, which we believe has no place in the PCA, but are finding that sadly, many are sympathetic towards it. Mm. Now, I, and those videos, by the way, of that whole conference where there are lectures by uh, Kevin DeYoung and Al Mohler and Dave Garner and Ligon Duncan, those are on our website for resources for your church. And those are just mm -hmm. some of the very many resources that are available at gospelreformation.net, gospelreformation.net. And there are all kinds of, of resources, articles and videos, as Pastor John said, and um, wonderfully helpful things um, on that website. So I would encourage certainly any ministers uh, and, and elders in the PCA to uh, scour this website and, and, and learn as much as you can, but also for laymen um, in, the, uh, in the PCA to, to understand some issues and to find very, very helpful and practical resources uh, available on the website. And Gabe, we have also mm -hmm. seen, as you mentioned before, um, critical theory, mm -hmm. uh, not just critical race theory, but uh, uh, issues connected to critical queer theory and uh, other uh, uh, related issues connected to critical theory, critical law theory, like this stuff has begun to seep in in various ways. Uh, it may not be in all cases full-fledged. You know, I, I hear so much people saying things like, well, you can't say that because it, it, you know, it's almost like if it's not the full-fledged application of it, then it's not it. Yeah. 
but it's dishonest when serious aspects of critical race theory are being applied in the life and preaching and teaching of the church. There's a real problem with that. Mm -hmm. And there are those uh, who have held pretty high positions in our denomination that actually teach critical theory, critical race theory and and, call themselves uh, critical race theorists. Call themselves that. And so it's 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 a concern and, and we once again, we, we, we do not um, want to teach and, and speak uh, and write on these issues out of a, a heart of, of anger or hatred or vitriol. We love our brothers. We love our denomination. We have true concern. And we're, we, are, we are actually concerned for our brothers who do not have concern about these things. And we can't understand why they wouldn't with all this stuff going on. So... Um, that's kind of where we are on that. We want to speak into this. We want to start up conversations. We want uh, people to understand that these things have no place in the PCA. Okay. Now, I know that you have advertised on your uh, Facebook account, and I know Christ Church is also linked to it, regarding the recent conference that will be coming up from the Gospel Reformation Network. And you can find this on the Gospel Reformation page mm-hmm. that uh, Michael uh, just mentioned. But the title of the conference is called Old Church Arise, a passionate plea for biblical and confessional integrity. And it's going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, May 5th through the 6th. And so if you are able to make it there in person, uh, feel free to come to that. But also, if you're a member of Christ Church, as was announced uh, this past Lord's Day, that we will be uh, viewing this a uh, live stream uh in the church itself so if you have if you can't make it there in person you can uh see it live in the christ church uh, building and so again i exhort everyone as much as possible to come to the conference either in person or uh, do live stream but uh, i guess back to john uh kind of picking back on what was just said here there are legitimate concerns and so i imagine that a good chunk of this conference is going to be, in a sense, encouraging other mm-hmm. PCA ministers to, uh, I guess, join the actual concerns and join the fight, or is there other kind of intentions in view here? Yeah, I mean, if you go and look at the titles of the lectures, uh, you'll see that this is not the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> um, unlike some organizations in the PCA, uh, we are an upfront out front visible network mm-hmm. that yeah. holds no secrets there are no mysteries there's no uh private uh parties or private emails um mm-hmm. we're we're wide open mm-hmm. and yeah. so if you want to know what the grn commerce is about uh you don't need to um sit back and, and wonder and speculate uh you you can just go on our website as gabe said and look and see that our lectures are actually just promoting and encouraging biblical and confessional Christianity. And you can see from our speakers, Joel Beakey, Kevin DeYoung, Fred Greco, Jason Halopoulos, David McWilliams, myself, Harry Reeder, and David Strain. Uh, And with all of these speakers who are are pastors of, of PCA churches, with the exception of Joel Beakey, who joins us from Grand Rapids from Puritan Seminary as a guest, uh, speaker, uh, we we have various um, lectures that are being given that are connected to our distinctives. Mm-hmm. So David Strain speaking on 
confessional integrity? What does it mean that we that we confess the faith mm. in the in the Westminster Confession? Why is it important to have confessions? Uh, Joel Beakey will speak on the Puritans and the old paths of Christian piety. I mean, talk about his wheelhouse. I mean, um, and I asked him to speak on this, and he was delighted to do so. And we are going to gain great from that and from David's. Also, Jason Halopoulos, um, a, a subject he's passionate about. Calvin's Company of Pastors, Lessons on Ministerial Fellowship from 16th Century Geneva. I mean, yeah. pastors are often isolated and lonely, sometimes depressed with everything going on. But pastors need to be together to encourage one another. And mm. Calvin's company of pastors in Geneva reinforced this, right? Uh, David McWilliams, who's down in Florida, PCA minister, reformed doxology, worship according to scripture. So how ought we to be worshiping as reformed churches? Um, uh, my my uh, lecture is, is entitled, A Faith Worth Fighting For. Reformed Orthodoxy, Cultural Revolutions, and the Future of the PCA. It's a lot to do in one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'll let you know when I get that finished. Um, but I wanted to kind of lay out, uh, you know, what it's what it has looked like in the past when there's been a kind of downgrade controversy around the days of Spurgeon, and then they, the fight, the liberal fight, and with Machen and kind of what that all looks like, how those things develop, and why we are where we are today. And um, and so I, I look forward to, to writing that lecture and, and uh, getting some things down on paper that I've been thinking about quite a lot. And then Harry Reeder, uh, the pastor of Briarwood Presbyterian Church, the flagship church of the denomination, and where the PCA started mm-hmm. in 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is going to speak on the topic, Christ's Church on Mission, on Message, and in Ministry. And then Kevin DeYoung is going to give us a lecture on the glory of plotting. Uh, it's a, it's, he wrote a wonderful, wonderful article a few years ago in Ligonier, which expressed that we don't always need to be looking for the bigger and the better and the grander and to just be faithful ministers in the life of the pasture God has placed us in and to, to, to look at the long haul rather than wanting to be successful and everything to be quick and exciting, yes. but to trust the Lord with a long and faithful ministry. Kevin is great on the subject, and he's going to hit it out of the park. And then Fred Greco on rediscovering the genius of biblical Presbyterianism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you can see there, this is not some big, uh, you know, uh, controversial, ridden, driven uh a conference. This is not a conference to establish a new denomination. Um, this is a, a conference to clearly communicate uh, who we are in our vows in the PCA and what we've committed ourselves to. And we hope uh, to call everyone, including ourselves, back to this um, back to this confession. Amen. Well, I definitely will be looking forward uh, to the conference. I I will be there either in a person or be here at Christ Church watching it. But I wholeheartedly encourage everyone who can make it to the conference to come view the conference just to be encouraged that there are other faithful men and other faithful men who are preaching the word of God, who are standing firm in the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. And that there are still many who are fighting for the faithfulness and integrity of the denomination. And that's things that we all love and want to promote. 
Well, I appreciate the time to discuss matters to GRN and also to discuss the upcoming conference. And I hope to see or hear from you all again on Between the Times.